Today, like always, we are bringing you everything you never knew you wanted to know about Japanese food. How was your market tour? It was good. It was really good. We had seven people, and I'm glad there weren't any more because it was almost bordering on too many. Just because, you know, you're trying to not get in too many people's way in the market and then、mm-hmm. still have it so everyone can hear you. And <laughs> But it was good. I had a six page handout and we did a little tasting, and the actual walking part of the tour lasted two hours, like、wow. flew by. <laughs> and then we all went and ate ramen. Nice. <laughs> so it was good. So you're going to do it again sometime? Nancy、uh, Buchanan. A communal table.、Mm-hmm. And then Kim,、um, Rustic Garden Bistro, they've、mm-hmm. both been bugging me. So I may just say something to one of them. And We、I、can go、know. down to the Mitsua or Marukai down in Orange County. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be lots of fun. I am really, really excited about this week's topic. I'm excited too, but I've actually never done it before. Which is even more fun because I'm excited to get to celebrate your first thing that we're talking about with you. So, what is it that we're talking about? We are talking about something called Hinamatsuri. And Hinamatsuri is a festival or a day of celebration. It is celebrated on March 3rd of every year, and it is Japanese Girls' Day. Sometimes they call it Doll Festival. Sometimes they also call it Momo no Seku, which means Peach Festival because the peach blossom season starts on the old lunar calendar right around this time. But it's this day where people pray for the happiness and healthy growth of their girls and celebrate the fact that their daughters have gotten older and, you know, hoping that things continue to go well for them. So it's kind of an awesome day. It's, you know, girl power. Woohoo. <laughs> so, yeah, as I mentioned, I've never celebrated Girls' Day before. It's not something that we grew up with in my family. I had heard about it, but. Never celebrated it, never knew when it was, and I have no idea what you do for Girls' Day. So, how do families in Japan celebrate this? Well, it all kind of centers around some special dolls. They are called Hina Ningyo. Hina Ningyo are these really beautiful dolls that are dressed up. The two main dolls are dressed up to look like the emperor and empress, but they're dressed in the traditional court dress from the Heian period, which is a period in Japan that went from 794 to 1185. So it's this real classical Japanese dress. Really, really cool. They display these dolls on these steps that they cover in, in red felt or, or fabric. And the emperor and the empress go at the top step, and then depending on the size of the set, you can have five or seven layers. And there are members of the court that go on each step. And there are also like lanterns and 
little miniature cherry blossoms and peach trees and I mean all kinds of things that go in these setups and it all developed from this this custom that started back in the Heian period which is I guess it explains why the dolls are dressed in that period dress but that's when they started displaying the dolls that came from an even older custom that was called Hina Nagashi, which means doll floating, where they believed that a doll could take on evil spirits. So they would form these straw dolls and they'd set them afloat in boats and send them down the river to the to the ocean, where they were supposedly literally transferring evil spirits into these dolls or, you know, kind of sending your troubles away, trying to push everything evil out into these dolls and symbolically sending them away so that your daughters were protected and it was like a cleansing that's kind of where this all stemmed from so every year now families usually about mid-february take out their sets and they display them and they are displayed through march 3rd but there's a superstition that if you don't take the dolls down immediately after the festival is done that your daughter her marriage ability will be affected. Like either she'll miss out on a good match, she'll have a later marriage, or maybe she won't be married at all. So as soon as Hinamatsuri is done, you take down your dolls and you put them away for the next year. Then there are all these special foods too that you can eat on Hinamatsuri. So it's this just fun day where you get to play with dolls (laughs) and eat good food. (laughs) That's such a cool tradition. So these sets of dolls, they can get pretty expensive, can't they? They can get crazy expensive, like $10,000. I mean, really, really expensive. I have a set. It's only three tiers. So it's got an emperor and an empress and three ladies-in-waiting. And then the third tier has like uh, little carts and various things. That set I bought at an antique shop for crazy cheap. I still can't believe I only paid like $80 for it. But the set I have with only three tiers would normally probably be $1,000. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can you can buy sets that range anywhere from you know, $30 upwards of way too much. <laughs> and depending on the house, you know, they may not have room for a big set. So a family may only have a uh, three tiers or they may only have an emperor and an empress that that's also becoming more common as as space and you know cost is an issue right because a lot of houses in japan i mean they live in apartments or very small houses because there are so many people in japan and it's such a small country right so let's talk about the food side of this celebration of this festival uh yeah that's the most (laughs) important side right Obviously. I mean, we so, are a food podcast after all. Really? We are. Wait, we we talk about food? Once in a while. Every now and then. I have to remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing to know. It is. <laughs> so food. <laughs> there are a bunch of different things that people eat for Hinamatsuri. And we'll talk about a few of them. Well, a lot of these foods are kind of things that if... You've been listening since the beginning of our podcast, which we're only, what, eight episodes in, so not that long. You're probably kind of familiar with some of them. I mean, we've talked about mochi. Some of these foods you offer to the dolls, and you also eat yourself. And then some of them you eat because of 
the symbolism that's behind them. So one of the ones that you make and offer to the dolls and also eat yourself is hishimochi. And this is a type of mochi. There are these like three-layer rice cakes that are diamond-shaped. There's a pink layer and a white layer and a green layer. And pink, white, and green are the traditional colors of hinamatsuri. And pink is symbolic for the peach blossom. And white is symbolic for snow, which means purity. Green is symbolic for earth or new growth, which stands for health. So this kind of makes me wonder, you know those mochi that they're very popular and they're like little ball, plain mochi with the pink and green stripes on them? Do those have anything to do with hinamatsuri or is it just random? (laughs) Not specifically. It would have been it would have been too early when we saw those. Well, I mean, I've seen those year round. Yeah, and traditionally, the hinamatsuri stuff you don't really see until February. Oh, okay. But with wagashi, those colors you know you see a lot of those colors as well. That's true. Because a lot of those colors come traditionally come from natural ingredients, and so you know there's a, a limited spectrum and. And all of the colors traditionally also had a meaning. That's a good point. Do you want to explain what wagashi is, since we've never talked about that? Yes. Wagashi is classic or traditional form of Japanese confectionery. So sweets, but way less sweet than what we're used to here in the Western part of the world. But they're all really beautiful. They're little mini works of art. They're gorgeous. Okay, so that's hishimochi. Another type of moshi. Uh, moshi. Mochi. <laughs> moshi, Hello. Moshi. moshi moshi. That's traditional is sakura mochi, which is a slightly sweet mochi that's dyed a light pink and it's filled with red bean paste and it's wrapped in a pickled sakura leaf, a cherry blossom leaf. And it's pickled in a uh, saltwater solution. And depending on where you are in Japan, there are different styles of this, but it's wonderful. They're really pretty. They are really pretty. Another sweet, since we're on the topic, (laughs) is hina arare, which are these bits of puffed rice that are colored in the various Hinamatsuri colors, and they're they've got like a sugar coating. Really yummy. I don't think I've ever had those. You know what? I think you might have. Really? I don't know. I have no idea. I think I'd have to see them to know. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing you've had them and you just didn't know it. There's definitely a chance of that. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of things and didn't know it. (laughs) Oh yeah, join the club. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know a lot of things. Period. So yeah, I'm excited though, because those are fun. I'm looking forward to it. And then kind of, I guess, two main courses, I guess you could say, are chirashi zushi and hamaguri ushiojiru. And chirashi zushi means scattered sushi. And it's like the easiest sushi on the planet to make if if you want to try making sushi. It does not get any easier. It does not get any easier. (laughs) Basically, you make sushi rice. You put it out on a plate, you spread it out on a plate, and then you just literally scatter or sprinkle the sushi ingredients or toppings over the top of it. Easiest thing ever. Yeah. It's like sushi (laughs) salad. (laughs) Pretty much. But it can be, it's really pretty and Mm -hmm. people 
make patterns sometimes. And even when you just do it randomly, it's really pretty. Lots of color. And and then the other dish, hamaguri ushiojiru, is a soup. And it's made with this clear broth and clams. And it's light and flavorful and refreshing. Then one other traditional part of the Hinomatsuri celebration is something called shirozake, which literally means white sake. It's got a real low alcohol content. It's 10% alcohol, but you know, still considered a type of alcoholic beverage. It's made by uh, mixing steamed mochi rice with koji mold, a special type of mold that they use to make things like miso paste, and mirin, which is a sweet cooking rice wine. They mix it all up and they let it mature for about a month and then they mash it up in a mortar and that's how they serve it. They don't strain it out or anything. So almost half of the drink is like this sweet rice porridge. But the the children or you know the the young girls even drink this on Hinamatsuri. I've definitely never had that. <laughs> I definitely haven't either <laughs> since I don't drink alcohol. But Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but just putting it out there. It's part <laughs> of the day. <laughs> the fun thing about this episode is that we're going to be having our own little party. I'm so excited about this. Me too. I still can't believe I've never met you girls. I, I am having a hard time even believing that that's the case. That's just weird. I know. It's ridiculous. So I'm really looking forward to meeting them and eating delicious food. It's going to be fun. And we're going to do some paper dolls. Ooh. Yes. (laughs) So it'll be a really fun girly day. I forgot to mention one last food item that we may or may not incorporate into our celebration. We'll see. One of the newest additions to the holiday is that people make hina cakes. And they're like little, like, have you ever seen the Japanese Christmas cakes? No. Or maybe I have, but I just didn't know it. They're like sponge cakes, you know, white sponge with uh, like a whipped cream frosting and they'll put, they'll decorate them with strawberries and they'll say like happy Christmas and have a Santa Claus (laughs) candle on top. (laughs) Well, they've started doing this for Hinamatsuri, but they'll have little either plastic Hinamatsuri decorations on top or they'll have them made out of candy or chocolate, but they'll have little Hinamatsuri cakes. (laughs) So kind of cute and fun. So I'm excited. excited. Yeah, we're going to do our celebration early so that we can inspire all of you to maybe do some celebrating on March 3rd. Woohoo! Party! (laughs) Gets me so angry. I had so much fun. I'm so glad you were able to come. Me too. This was fantastic. So we are sitting in my living room and this is the first time we've ever recorded face to face yeah it's really weird <laughs> it's really weird yeah kind of throwing me off <laughs> it's like oh you're right there i can see wait i can see you yeah i have to wonder if my face looks funny <laughs> so what have we been doing today eating delicious food and coloring like we're five it's been so much fun. So you may be able to hear some chatter in the background. Um, the Fujilings are playing with sun. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. It's awesome. It's fantastic. 
So we had a few little traditional Hinamatsuri foods. Mm -hmm. We had the Tarashi Sushi, which was delicious. So good. We just did, it was was just simple. Mm -hmm. Um, So sushi rice, I did kinshi tamago, which first you make these things called usuyaki tamago, which are Japanese egg crepes. And then you roll them up and you slice them really, really thinly. So it's like these shreds of egg and you put that on top of the rice and what else did we do let's see there were cucumbers cucumbers, snow peas shrimp that's about it yeah just real simple Mm -hmm. and then we did hamaguri ushiojiru that was so good it's one of my favorites it was so simple i can't believe how simple that was it was so good like you would think that there were you know a bazillion things went into the stock to make it taste so good but just what the clams and the kombu kombu a piece of kombu mm-hmm. and clams and then you pour cold water in there with it and you just start to heat it and as soon as the water looks like it's about to boil you pull the kombu out because if you leave it in it will turn bitter but if, if you pull it out before it boils you get all of that umami the natural mm-hmm. msg without ruining your stock and then you keep cooking it until all your clams have opened and all you do is you skim you get a bunch of like gucky scum stuff on top and you skim that off season it with a little bit of salt pull it off the heat pull out the clams strain strain the broth through like a couple layers of cheesecloth and then put a few clams in each bowl and pour the broth over i like to add um, a little bit of lemon zest and then a few leaves of mitsuba which is a it's an herb it's kind of like cilantro you could use cilantro but it doesn't taste soapy like cilantro does yeah. It's a much more subtle flavor because I'm not usually a huge cilantro fan, but this was really good. I really liked it. It's cleaner than mm-hmm. cilantro. Yeah. And, yeah. and this soup, yeah, like you said, it, it's got a lot of depth to it, which there's really not a whole lot in it. So mm-hmm. it's just really simple and clean. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. I really liked it. <laughs> and pretty because you've got the clams uh-huh. and bowls. Uh-huh. It looks so elegant. Like, you could serve this at a fancy meal. Totally. But it's so simple. It's ridiculous. Love it. <laughs> so one of the interesting things about um, this soup is when you serve it, you always want to make sure that the clam shells are attached because that's a symbol of marriage. Oh. So that's one of the reasons they serve it um, on Hinamatsuri is, is that symbolism. You know, you're talking about the future happiness of your child. And in very, very traditional Japanese um, culture, if you're talking about your daughter, you know, right. you want her to marry well. Right, right. So that, that soup is all about that aspect of it. <laughs> so we couldn't get all of the traditional foods because it is still a little bit early. And here in the U.S., they, don't, they probably don't stock everything quite as early as they do in Japan. So we couldn't find any hishimochi. The lady I talked to, who started talking to me in Japanese, because I told her I was half, said that they should get it in Monday. So that, for you guys listening, would be today. So if you have a Japanese market or a confectionery near you, any place that would sell mochi, you may be able to get that now. So... We will also link in the show notes to a way where you can kind of make a version yourself. If it's not that it's not that hard, and if you can get sweet rice flour, you know the box. What's the Coda Farms? I think mm-hmm. sweet rice flour. Yeah, um, that's basically all you need, plus some sugar and food coloring. So, and water. So we can link to that too. 
if yeah. you want to try making it yourself. Yeah. And then could not find the hina arare. Yes. <laughs> that. Um, I did find some sakura arare, but not quite the same. Still delicious. Yeah, I think. a variety of multicolored <laughs> rice crackers. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess the, the difference, difference is the hina arare, arare they're, they're all little balls. And they're, they've got like a sugar coating. These were more savory. Yes, these are savory, but they were really good. Yeah. And the kids plowed right through them. Yes, they did. Say hi, I'm Bug. Hi, I'm Bug. It's good. Say, me so hungry. Me so hungry. Say, konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Say, tanoshi hinamatsuri. Honoshi. Say, tanoshi hinamatsuri. Tanoshi hinamatsuri. Hinamatsuri. Very good. Say, Hina Ningyo. Hina Ningyo. Hina Ningyo. Hina Ningyo. What else? Say, Chirashi Zushi. Okay, go back. No, but you want to because I love you. Okay, well, can you sit there and be real quiet while we talk? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, those um, sakura arare disappeared <laughs> so fast. Between the, the three kids, son yeah. and the two girls. Yeah, they were gone. back. It was. <laughs> and then we also had sakura mochi, which, oh, this is my first time actually ever having it, which is, I know, really bad. But it was so good. Well, you've reformed, right? Because now you've Obviously, yeah. yes, yes. This particular kind was especially good. I mean, the I think the most traditional form is anko, which is a sweet red bean paste. Mm-hmm. But this one had shiroan, which is white bean paste. And it's sweet, too. And it, I mean, what did you think? It's my favorite. It's so good. I had never had it. I mean, the the thing that's so special about the sakura mochi is that it has that pickled sakura leaf, and I'd never had that before. And it's a really nice combination of salty and sweet that I just love so much. It's so good. It does like. Have you ever had chocolate covered caramels with sea salt on top? Mm-hmm. Don't you think it kind of has a similar effect? I mean, you've got this yeah. real rich, chewy sweetness. And, and then, then that, that pop of that, that briny, salty leaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just something about salty sweet that gets me every time. It's so good. It is <laughs> so good. If, if you're feeling adventurous, adventurous um, you, you could also try making your own sakura mochi. Uh, I guess the difficulty would be getting the sakura leaves. But you could make the mochi part. Um, and we will link to uh, a recipe or two in the show notes for that. Sounds good. I want to try. <laughs> so good. I really want more. I think I'm going to have to go back this week and get more sakura mochi and some of the heishi uh, mochi just because I need to try it. I need to know what it's like. So, so, so jealous, jealous that you live so, so close to <laughs> sources. <laughs> I keep telling you, this is why you need to move closer to me. Hey, hey I'm, I'm all for it. it. You, you just need to talk to Mr. Fuji. Fuji you, know? <laughs> you want to say hi? 
Say, hi, I'm Squirrel. Hi, I'm Squirrel. <laughs> Say, me so hungry. Me so hungry. Say, Chidashi Zushi. Chidashi Zushi. <laughs> so what else do we have to talk about? See, I guess Our gorgeous coloring pictures. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we colored um, a picture of some hina ningyo of the emperor and empress <laughs> with the girls. <laughs> and uh, Sun and Squirrel really got into it. <laughs> well, um, okay, say konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. We will link to some things, fun things to do with your kids if you've got little kids. There's some fun coloring pages and origami, like printable origami crafts and stuff. So we'll link to that too. We looked at some dolls. We did. Dolls are gorgeous. We have a couple little mini sets. My bigger dolls are in storage. I'm sad. But we'll, we'll share a picture of those. Next year, we'll get the big dolls out. We'll have a full-out party. Yeah, yeah, next next year, we're, we're really busting, busting out our moves for university. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell who's having more fun, son or the girls. It's a good sign. <laughs> okay, so even though it's really sad that our Girls' Day party is over, the party doesn't have to be over for you. You can find us on Twitter, at Talk. We have a Facebook fan page. You can email us at misohungrypodcast at gmail.com. You can always, always find us on our webpage, misofy.com. That's M-I-S-O-F-Y dot com, where our episodes and our show notes and our taco tidbits are every week. And we always love it so much if you leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes. And we want to know about your girls' day party. For sure. Pictures, please. Yes. I'm Allison Day. And I'm Rachel Hutchings. And you've been listening to the Me So Hungry podcast. A podcast where girls rule and playing with dolls is okay. That's Me So Hungry. Today... Like always, we are bringing you everything you never wanted to know, never wanted to know. You don't want to know this. Yeah, that's good. Okay. You never <laughs> knew you wanted to know. <laughs> Speaking uh, of you which. You should put that in as the bloopers at the end. You never wanted to know. <laughs>